This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's Playground. But first, if you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. Coming up today, we have chased him down. It's Tuma time with the big Tuma, Keith Tuma, outstanding bass angler out of the Brainerd Lakes area. He's been busy on the tournament trail, and he endures his first Fast Five. It's all coming up. I'm a fishing pool, keys, tackle box in my hand. Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand. Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man. But the wife, she just don't understand. I love walleye, perch, trout, and bass. And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my mercury right in the bag. Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me. Cause I'm fishing Paul Bunyan Country. When planning your trip up north, plan to park your RV or camper at the spacious Grand Haven RV Campground in Bemidji. You'll be in the perfect area to ride ATV, fish, hunt, and hike. With free parking for your boats and trailers and located just off Highway 2 west of Bemidji, Grand Haven Campground is the center point for your next Northland adventure. Fish hundreds of surrounding lakes and cruising the miles and miles of the ATV trails northern Minnesota has to offer. Visit GrandHavenCampground.com and book your stay today. I'm Kevin Cochran, and you're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Well, it's been too long, but once again, it's Tuma time with the big Tuma. Keith joining us. How are you, Keith Tuma? Kev, doing great. So good to be back on your show, brother. I've missed you. <laughs> well, I know you've been busy. You fit your fish it everywhere all the time. Uh, kind of give us a rundown of what you've been doing this year. Woo, this year has been, uh, it's been, it's been one for the record books, I guess, for me. Um, I started off the year. My very first tournament of the year was the Bassmaster Classic nice. on, uh, on on Lake Hartwell in South Carolina. It was what an experience. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, I've told people, obviously, it is like a three-ring circus with a sidebar of, hey, let's let these guys fish. <laughs> and uh, I, I had absolutely no clue what I was getting myself into. Obviously, I'm fishing against the best in the business, and uh, I didn't have... I mean, I thought I could hold my own, but uh, it just didn't work out the way that I had planned. But you know what? I wouldn't change it for anything. I ended up coming in 55th out of 55 competitors, <laughs> and I love it. I nailed the tails end of this thing, dude. It was fantastic. Hey, dude, but, you uh, you were in the Bassmaster Classic. Absolutely, and I wouldn't change a thing. It, yeah. was, <laughs> it was so much fun. Um, but just all the behind-the-scenes stuff that's going on, it really... The, the the whole fishing element of things is is a total sidebar. It's uh yeah, it's like a three ring circus, dude. I don't know how else to explain it, but boy, the sponsors that, that take part in that and help things go smoothly, and you know, all everybody that from BASS that helped put that on, or the you know, and the city of uh, of Greenville, South Carolina, they they put on one heck of an event. I mean, all the cities that host host these uh, big events, big classics, uh, 
any any major tournament, they really really go above and beyond to make it uh, a heck of a spectacle. <laughs> well, you know, you you said it was like this. You know, people call it the Super Bowl of bass fishing, and the way you described it, it sounds like it because the Super Bowl is like this, 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 and oh yeah, let's play some football too, and that's what it sounds like the Bassmaster was. Let's oh yeah, let's fish too. Pretty, pretty much, yeah. And uh, but you know what? I was I was never nervous. I wasn't uh, I wasn't intimidated. It was great. I mean, I just felt comfortable. I went out more or less pre fishing for two days uh, during the tournament. So. <laughs> But it, I had fun, you know. It was a it was a good time. My, uh, I, I guess if you want to break it down from a tournament angler standpoint, my rotation was off, and uh, I ended up fishing a lot of uh, water that these guys that were doing really really well um, were fishing. I was just fishing it after they had been through there. So I found the right spot. That's that's always a, a plus, you know. If we can look at the the positive side of things, we tend to not get too disappointed with ourselves. But uh, still, dude. There's only 54 guys that wouldn't trade places with me. <laughs> Everybody else that fishes would have been like, I'd come in dead last at the Bassmaster Classic, and I'd own it, too. It was great. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I mean, there's all that other cool stuff going on. You got to rub elbows oh, with so some cool. of the best in the biz. And, yeah. and talk about friendly people. Just a, just a, a, a welcoming bunch. That's very so, cool. Yeah. yeah. So then after that, <laughs> do you want me to keep going? <laughs> yeah, no, keep, keep rolling. All right, I fished uh, my first open of the year, uh, a BSS Northern Opens this year. I tried getting in on the Southerns as well, but uh, ended up on a waiting list. And uh, but I did get locked into all three Northerns, so I'm just going to do that division this year. Okay, so I went and fished the James River in Richmond, Virginia, and I'm not a huge fan of rivers to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for whatever reason, they throw me for a little bit of a loop. Right. There's guys out there like, oh, rivers are gravy, you know. I mean, I put me on a lake. I'm happy on a lake. <laughs> but, <laughs> so I went down there, did a little practicing, uh, found out that the buzzards like to chew on the foam parts of your trailer step, um, which was really interesting, or vultures or whatever the heck you want to call them. Um, dirty little buggers. I'll keep it I'll keep it clean. <laughs> I had other choice words for them when I came back to the to the boat ramp and saw that my trailer was all chewed to pieces. Anyway, so yeah, so not only is it a river, it's also a tidal fishery. So that means you've got you've got current normal river current going out when it's when it's going to be low tide. Then it you got incoming water for when the tide is on the rise for incoming tide. So you got current going the opposite direction. And then you've got blackwater times at high and low tide peak. So, I mean, it's it's like four different styles or five or six different styles of fishing because you've got, you've got tide going in, tide going out, tide high slack, tide low slack. It's just crazy. Wow. And uh, But you know what? I found some decent areas. I had a great pre-fish. Um, I, didn't, uh, I didn't really lean on the stuff that I'd found too terribly much because I figured there was going to be a bunch of boats in these areas, and I was right. But uh, I managed a 14th out of 225 boats on that one. Not bad so, for a fishery you don't really care for. Absolutely. Oh, I love the fishery. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's... I was catching really nice bass. Um, it uh, just it, it was just a, a, the river system right, threw me right. for a little loop. But yeah, I ended up catching um, my big bass of the tournament, which was not the big bass of the tournament, but it was still a good one for me. What came on day two at high water. Uh, I should say, sorry, high tide black water. And my co-angler, who was a local guy, he's like, 
yeah, we're not going to get bit for a while here. And I was like, okay, you know, well, then what do you want to do? He's like, well, we need to be super shallow. And I said, well, I'm not feeling the super shallow bite, so I'm going to stay out deep. He goes, how deep are we? I said, 15 feet. What? We never bass fish this deep out here. And I said, okay. I said, just let me try something for a little bit. He's like, have your, have at it. We're, we're, you know, we're not catching any fish for at least an hour. If I make a cast and uh, my line starts swimming off, I was probably fishing. I'm holding the boat in 15, casting up to 12 and a half or so. And line starts swimming out, set the hook. I was like, oh, boy. And uh, my seven-and-a-half-pound bass came out of the water, showed itself, and he's freaking out, and I was freaking out. It was it was great energy in the boat, and we got her in, and we just kind of looked at each other. I said, so, deep water, high tide, black water. What do you think? He goes, well, I think I'm learning some things today. He says, <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> That's pretty cool. But, no, it was, uh, that was a really fun one. Um, so then getting back up to Minnesota, um, I, I haven't really done any fun fishing, I guess. I've been busy with work and running around and, um, uh, which is fine. You know, a guy's got to do that from time to time. And then, uh, did fish a couple of the, uh, Minnesota Bass Nation tournaments. We've had two so far. Uh, so we're halfway through that, uh, season, but we started off on Lake Vermilion oh. in, uh, Tower, Minnesota and, Boy, it was so much fun. We were worried about uh, the ice still being on the lake, but uh, it had it had gone off the week before. Uh, water temps were fairly low; they were in the mid to upper forties, and the smallmouth were chewing. They were they were pre spawn, waiting to set up and and do their business, you know. And they just had the feed bag on. It was a really good time. A lot of guys caught a lot of nice fish, so. We ended up middle of the pack on that tournament, my partner Andy Walls and myself, which we were a little disappointed with, but in the same sense, it's like, it's okay. <clears throat> you know, just let it, ro- let it roll off. It could have been worse. Um, fish clean, for the most part. Uh, lost two fish that we'd have liked to have back, but uh, that's the nature of fishing, you know. Can't catch them all, but you right. want to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was all That was all smallmouth. I, I don't know if anybody weighed a largemouth in on that one or not. I can't okay. recall right now. Huh. I think everybody, everybody that was, and it was a seventy boat field, um, so I think everybody weighed in smallmouth. Uh, the largies were just really, really far behind. Um, not happy about the the late ice off. I'm assuming. He's the big Tuma, Keith Tuma. He knows bass, and we'll continue talking about bass next. I'm Bruce Jean at Rainy Lake Guiding. I always like to give to those in need. That's why I'm on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors because we all know Kev Jackson is sure in need of knowledge. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Bathe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfast. Visit Bemidji one step further. This is Mandy Year, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. The Big Tuma, Keith Tuma from Brainerd, my guest today. What makes this show great is I have people who know what they're talking about on it, so I let them talk about what they know. And so I'm going to just step back and let you keep talking about bass and tournaments. Well, that's fantastic, and it, I appreciate the you know you you letting me know that there's other people that know what they're talking about. <laughs> and then you have me on. I love it. <laughs> so now then we had uh, the second MNBN uh, Minnesota Bass Nation 
uh, tournament up on Leech Lake, and that was uh, this past weekend, Father's Day, actually. And 70 boats, 30-mile-an-hour winds. It was, uh, if anybody knows anything about Leech Lake, boy, I tell you what, it, that lake really is temperamental when the wind blows. Mm-hmm. And everybody, I, there was a couple of, of uh, boats that broke down, but everybody made it back in safe. Um, that was first and foremost, obviously. Um, that lake, it's it's very, very unique with just the different bays. It just seems like wind Wind blows one direction and waves come out of every other direction, that type of thing. So it's, uh, it's an anomaly. But uh, smallmouth uh, were the deal on Leech Lake, which a lot of us knew that that's what was going to happen. And uh, I want to say 23 and change for five fish ended up win it, winning it. Uh, myself and Andy Wallace, we had uh, 22.68 pounds for second place. Oh, and then the the other the other top five those the three guys below us were stacked right in there too with that twenty one and a half to twenty two pound range. It was uh, the lake really showed, uh, given you know even given the the wind that was blowing from the south and yet it, uh, it fished really small, um, but guys got them. Yeah, it was it was fun. Wow. <laughs> it was a really good time. So yeah. You know, Keith, what, what really amazes me about Leech Lake, it was, what, maybe five years ago where, you know, you heard there was a smallmouth or two on there, and now that's the thing. It is. It's the, crazy. Uh, the, water, the water's clearing up a little bit, probably due to some zebra mussels in there, but uh, that, that really opens up a lot of uh, different areas to fish and target the smallmouth and the walleye and the muskie. You know, in in practice, I saw all all three. I saw smallmouth, walleye, and muskie. So, I mean, that lake is just phenomenal for for fishing in general. You know, it has really really good perch and great bass fishing, great walleye fishing. Um, it's just a one of the one of the destination lakes if you're ever going to plan on coming to Minnesota. You got to go check out Leech. Yeah, but just be careful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, one of the things that that and I say it over and over again and, and uh, talk to anglers about this all the time, what we're finding with the AIS, particularly the zebra mussels, is not that it uh, eliminates the fish. It just really changes where they might be. And so it's a, it's a learning curve more than anything. Correct. It's, yeah. uh, you know, the old, the old haunts, while they still may play a little bit, they're, the fish are generally not using them as much. So it's not that the fish are gone. They're just relocated a little bit. So it, it kind of makes it uh, challenging slash interesting and uh, keeps the guy or gal guessing. And, uh, yeah, but it's fishing. If it was called catching, heck, everybody would do it. And... <laughs> That's a fact. Uh, one thing, though, that we're, we are definitely seeing here in the last several years is, uh, I think, and uh, seems to be anecdotally anyway, a big increase in the number of people who are interested in bass fishing. I think some somewhat walleye hardcores I know, you know, have kind of decided to do both now. Uh, and I think a lot of it is yeah. just social media. Uh, I think there's, a you know, the, the high school fishing and college fishing uh, teams have yeah, really absolutely. helped that next generation get into bass fishing. Yes, there is a ton of interest in, you know, I would say fishing in general, uh, but like you were saying, mostly uh, the bass fishing and, and the tournament side of things um, do a large part to the uh, the high school and the college. You know, the level of interest that these young young people have, 
these days for for the outdoor sports. It's it's fantastic. I've done uh, I've done several talks for high school um, groups, the bass, the high school bass fishing teams, and uh, the just the level of interest. I'm, I'm just a I'm just a guy that likes to fish, and these kids. I I can remember being. 12 to 15, 16, 17 years old, and just zero attention span. It's like, well, you know, I know what I'm doing. I want to know what I want to do. I'm going to go do this, or I'm going to go fish, or whatever. These guys and gals are so attentive, and they have such great questions, and uh, they really listen because they're just soaking it all in. You know, they are just little information sponges. You know, it's fantastic. And then the excitement that they, they bring into everything, and they're competitive, too. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, so one of the one of the key topics that I try and drive home when I'm when I'm talking with these youngsters is is that uh, you know as competitive as you are, one team or one person is going to win. Everybody else is competing to try and win. Everybody's competing to try and win. But don't get down on yourself. Don't be disappointed. Try and take something from it. And even even in any tournament or any setting that I'm in, I try and keep that mindset. You know, you gotta. You're if you're not learning, you're you're falling behind. And uh, you know, for an old dude like myself, and you know, trying to compete with some of these uh, these younger guys and gals that are fishing right now, they're they're testing me, and it's great. <laughs> I love it. You know, but uh, yeah, just the whole positive attitude, and they, I think they really they really tend to to get that because I've had a lot of feedback from parents and from from kids themselves. You know via social media or just people reaching out via text saying, hey, you know what, we we didn't do that great, but we had a good time, and we learned so much because we our mindset was that we weren't disappointed, so we just started absorbing everything. We were paying attention to the different cover we were fishing. Then we started catching fish, and it's like, okay, you know, we, we didn't get that defeatist attitude right away to where – Oh, I'm just having a horrible day. You know, fish aren't cooperating. You know, I'm 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 no good at this. Blah blah blah. They didn't they didn't go there, and they ended up doing way better, even though they didn't win it. You know, so that's that's such a reward to hear that stuff. You know, that feedback. Um, it if it helps people in the future, you know, be better sports, if you will. So be it. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, one of the things you have what kind of tangent? (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the things you haven't been able to do yet, Keith, is is really spend a lot of time on your home waters. I'm missing these lakes. I think they're missing me too. Maybe I don't know. Maybe the fish are cruising around, going, "Wow, we haven't uh, got any holes in our face from Tuma lately." (laughs) But no, I I just have not had time um, to get out on the home waters here. I. I, I, I know there was a, a tournament on North Long on this weekend or yesterday, I believe, on Sunday, but I have not heard results. I've got some friends that fished it, and they didn't uh, they didn't want to clue me in, so I don't know what's happening. Maybe they caught fish. Maybe they didn't. Maybe there's no more fish in these lakes <laughs> around here. I don't know. Maybe they're all throwing a little protest because Tuma's not out there hanging his worm in their face. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so I wish I had a, a lake report for you. I if you want to talk about out of state stuff, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I am. Go ahead. I was going to say, well, based on you know history, based on your experience on these lakes, and based on as you look around and, and know what, what kind of spring and summer we've had, what should we be doing when we hit the lakes? I I think the weed or the vegetation growth. 
There you go, Mandy. You're welcome. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> the the vegetation growth is starting to kick in, and uh, it's starting to you know grow up to where now the lake is starting to get into its summertime patterns. So the fish should be done with their spawn by now. Um, they're going to start moving out into the into the grass and into the onto the weed lines and the in a little bit deeper cover. And then there's obviously some fish that are going to stay shallow most of the year, which is fine too. And uh, you know it's it's going to be one of those things where look for the the subtle differences in the in the grass or in the cover available. And uh, you know fish, I would say the probably the heavier, thicker, greener clumps. And I think that's where you're going to find a lot of the fish uh, congregating. And the other thing to look, keep in mind and look for is is watch for the uh, the bait fish, the sunfish, the bluegills, the perch, whatnot. You start finding them, the predator fish aren't that far off. That's... I don't know if that helped or if that was way general, <laughs> but you got it. Today is Tuma time with Keith Tuma, and we'll wrap it up with him next. Hi, this is Chuck Haffey on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, doing my part to keep Kev Jackson employed for another year. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu This is Mike Frisch of Fishing the Midwest, and you're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Hey, we're wrapping it up with Keith Tuma. Well, you know what? Um, bass fishing is just its just a lot of fun, and I, and I think that uh, this is the time of year that it really starts to shine as the water heats up and, and, you know, maybe the walleye start to slow down a little bit, about, although that hasn't happened quite yet. But it just, it's a good opportunity. If you're looking for more action and you're finding with some other fish, give bass a shot. Absolutely. Give them a shot. Take a picture with them. Give them a little kiss and put them back on the lake <laughs> so somebody else can catch them. It's good stuff. But just go out and have fun. Catch fish or not, enjoy being outside in the nature. The wonderful weather we've had so far this year. We did have that that hot spell, but it's certainly cooled off, and it's it's more like our June June summers now. So it's uh, I'm I'm very much welcoming it. <laughs> Is there anything new in the uh, in the world as far as new uh, lures, new equipment that uh, that you're enamored with right now? Well. Now that you mention it, 13 Fishing is coming out with a, a new lineup on spinning reels. And uh, I've, I got the opportunity to do a show on them, or a photo shoot, if you will. And uh, they are super smooth. The drags are phenomenal. They're really, they're. I mean, they've always had really good product. I've, not just because I'm sponsored by them. I've been using their products since, since their inception, which was probably in 11 or 12, I think. And I've just always had really good luck with 13 stuff. And uh, their, their spinning, their new spinning line that's coming out, I think it's, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to talk too much about it because it's going to be announced for ICAF, which is the end of July. But uh, keep an eye peeled for that stuff. Um, drags are fantastic. And they're good looking real. They always build really appealing to the eye um, products. Okay. So, All right. They work. <laughs> What's up next for you? 
Well, sir, now that you ask, mm-hmm. um, I will be headed to Lake Oneida in Syracuse, New York. Uh, probably Wednesday I'll be leaving. I've got uh, my second in the line of three Northern Opens on that lake. Okay. So I'm kind of looking forward to it. Never been there. It's a lake. It's uh, <laughs> in upstate New York. It's north of the Finger Lakes. And uh, it should fish very similar to our lakes around here, so I'm actually kind of excited about it. And that uh, you're leaving Wednesday. When does the tournament actually run? The tournament will be the seventh, eighth, and ninth of July. Okay. So, so get, yeah, coming up really quick. So you'll get a yeah, you'll get a good good uh, few days of uh, at least a few days of uh, pre fishing on that tournament. Yes, I will, and I'm going to need it because <laughs> well, it's. It's it's not one of the largest lakes I've been to. Um, it's fifty eight thousand acres, but it I guess from what I hear, fish is really really big. Okay, and there's large mouth, there's small mouth. Um, I'm probably gonna I'm gonna start off looking for the small mouth just because I have such a love hate relationship with those things. Sometimes it's like chasing ghosts, and sometimes they just show up and you can win well or advance to the next day in really good standings. Um, the tournament really quick. Uh, with smallmouth, they this time of year especially they should start packing up and and really feeding well. So that's that's what I like to to target. Um, but I have no problem with the largemouth either. And from what I understand, they grow quite large in uh, in upstate New York. Okay. Well, are you ready for your? Fa- I warned you about this. Are you ready for your first ever Fast Five? Oh, the Fast Five, Kev. Lay it on me. All right. I will try and do my best here. All right. The Big Tuma's going to do the Fast Five. And you know what? The the, the first question this time around, I, I shouldn't even ask it because it's so easy and everybody knows the answer, but I, I ask everybody this question, so I'll ask you, you as well. Don't. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> What's up? Fast Five. The first question is, what is your favorite fish to catch? Well, I'm going to go with a smallmouth bass. <laughs> <laughs> what a shocking development. Who would have guessed? <laughs> All right. Although, okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Leave it at that. Okay, okay. No, I was just going to say, I like the largemouth, too. Plus, I like muskies and walleyes and northern pike and perch, but i got to go with bass. Oh, yeah. That's, that's my deal. And most of the bass anglers I talk to, they love smallmouth first, too. All right. It's crazy. <laughs> Question number two. What is your favorite fish to eat? Oh, my. Northern Pike. Oh, okay. Once right. you get the Y bones out of them, I the the meat is so flaky and it's so flavorful. They're I don't know one of my favorites. I will probably take a, a Northern Pike over a walleye unless it's the walleye cheek meat. I'll take <laughs> walleye cheek meat hand down. Uh, doing like scampi. Oh, you're making me hungry. It's getting close to lunchtime. Sorry about that. And I don't have my boat with me. Oh. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the northern pike. Okay. The white bone throughout. It's really good smoke too. Woo. That that's true. That's very true. All right. Question number three. Memory banks for this one. What was the first fish you ever caught, and how old were you? My goodness, I was probably two or three years old, and I'm gonna say it was a brim down in Florida, which is basically a bluegill up here, or shellcracker, they call them down there. Uh, but it was like a little panfish, and it was probably out of my grandparents, where their apartment was down in Florida, and one of their little ponds in the back there. And I, I almost promised it was it was a, a, a brim. Question yeah. number four. 
Besides fishing game, what is your favorite food? Anything barbecue. <laughs> From brisket to ribs to, to barbecued chicken. You, you put me in front of a smoker or a grill and I'm in my happy place. Oh. I almost feel normal there. Oh, it's man. so much fun. Yes. And I, well, I think I... I have not had too many complaints with the food. How's that? Okay. (laughs) All right. And question number five. What is your favorite TV show of all time? Can I go movie instead? Okay. What's your favorite movie of all time? All right. Young Guns. Young Guns. Back in the, uh, what's that, 90s? Back in the 80s. 80s. Maybe early 90s for part two, but yeah. With Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez, Keeper Sutherland. Oh, I can recite the whole thing. Movie, my brother and I, we're, whenever we get together, we're bouncing lines off one another, just laughing and having a time. But yeah, grew up watching the Young Guns movies and absolutely love them. So that, that, that's probably my favorite movies, the Young Guns. Okay. The pair of those movies. Yeah. Yeah. I did pretty damn good, Cap. You did. You did. You did. Good for you. Well, listen, Keith. Uh, if we want to uh, follow the big Tuma in the uh, in the big tournaments, um, is there a way we can do that? We certainly can. You can go to uh, Instagram now, which is weird. At uh, Keith.Tuma Fishing, I think is what it is, or at Keith Tuma Fishing, it'll show up. Okay. And then I'm also got yeah, I've also uh, got a little update on uh, on Facebook every once in a while. Uh, just Keith Tuma and. Yeah, pretty pretty straightforward. Um, otherwise, just check the uh, BASS homepage or the MNBN homepage, and uh, for tournaments and then results, and uh, just look for Keith Tuma. You'll see how I'm doing. All right. Generally, they can just tune into your show, Kev. We love <laughs> giving the updates there. I appreciate it very much, Keith, and uh, have a best of time out uh, in New York. Good luck to you. Thank you so very much. It's always a pleasure being on your show. I can't wait to do a uh, an update show post Oneida. Well, we'll be sure to do that. Uh, if you're willing to do it, we're willing to call. I'm going to hold you to it, brother. Well, we talk bass tournaments with Keith later on this week. We're going to be talking walleye tournaments with Dusty Minky. And we got one half of the Graha Championship team coming in as well. We're going to hear from Randy Topper. But that's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for being here. Don't forget, if you want to listen to the entire interview, you need to subscribe to the podcast at Podcast One on the Pod MN app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find it on the radio station websites. Click on Podcasts. Click on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks to Keith for joining me. Thank you, more importantly, for being here every single day. We truly appreciate it. This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast. Sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101 FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, B93.3 in Brainerd Baxter, and Kick FM in Alexandria.